Hello, welcome to the monthly Skill Bites show where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of Skill Bites and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. Skillbytes author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. Today, our guest is Arlene Warwick, founder of Find Corporate Sponsors. Arlene helps businesses, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits find large sums of money to build their businesses. She teaches people how to partner with large corporations and get paid handsomely to do so without having to pay the money back. After learning from her own experiences and years of research, Arlene now guides businesses through a system that reveals the easiest approach to finding the best partnerships for their individualized needs. As Arlene says, the money is there, but you're not finding it because you don't know where to look. In this episode, Arlene will share tips on finding and getting corporate sponsorships. Arlene, welcome to the Skill Bites Show. I'm so excited to have you here today to help people learn how to get corporate sponsorships. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here also. I am, um, yeah, I've been looking forward to it all morning. I keep watching my clock to see, okay, is it time yet? Okay. <laughs> so I'm Great. excited. So give us a little background. How did you get involved in this business? Okay. Um, I was doing some animal rescue and my niece and I came across a horrifying situation where it has a happy ending. So I don't want to get anyone like all upset, but we were at an old fish camp and this is July in Florida, a hundred degrees weather. And I opened my car door and there's like the sea of 40 cats. And there were these little kittens that had bodies that were like feathers. And they were only a few inches long, but their heads were like dense golf balls. They could hardly pick them up because of they were so malnourished. And it was like, it was horrifying. I didn't know what to do. So I just, I made a pouch out of my shirt. I had on a t-shirt and I made this pouch and started picking up the kittens and putting them in my pouch because I didn't know what else to do. So that is when I realized, oh boy, I better do something because what we were doing was not nearly enough. And if we wanted to make any type of impact, we had to, I had to think of something that would get us to a much higher level. So I started to realize that most businesses and entrepreneurs and even nonprofits that had excelled and reached a higher level, they all had sponsors. And most people think you have to be big to get a sponsor, Judy, but it's the opposite. Sponsors make you big. So you don't have to be big to get a sponsor. Sponsors make you big. Um, our first sponsorship was a veterinarian clinic. And they spay, neutered, they, they did um, some surgeries, they gave medications, they did everything for these cats, they even helped us find homes. And 
the cost would have been close to $25,000 and they did it all for free. So the money oh, is there, but people, you know, they, people don't know how to begin. They don't know how to look for it. They don't know where to start. So I show people how to get started and how to go from there to get, you know, how to get even bigger sponsors. Okay, so let's back up just a second. Um, explain what you consider a sponsorship. Is it, it, it must be more than just the money because as you were saying, your vet did um, work with uh, spaying, mm -hmm. neutering and surgeries. Right. So what, what is the, the range or uh, how would you describe okay. sponsorship? And that's a really good question. And the reason why it is such a good question is because most people think that a sponsorship is a donation. They think it is a company giving you a donation, um, but it's not. It actually, what a sponsorship is, it's a, it's a relationship you have. You work together. You help each other get visibility and recognition and credibility and return. And in return, you both get more return they the company gets more return on their investment by working with you and you get money from them to help them get more credibility get in front of your audience get more word of mouth advertising and just in general a lot more recognition and visibility okay. so so i i guess i didn't actually answer your question totally. Um, sponsorship comes in many forms. It can come um, in the form of money in cash. It could also come in the form of um, doing, you know, services or, or in-kind gifts where like maybe one of my clients just got 175 free t-shirts from a company to use. Mm -hmm. So it could be, you know, many things. Now, I can certainly understand the idea of sponsorships for nonprofits mm -hmm. like your animal rescue. Mm -hmm. Is it as prevalent in the for-profit business world? Well, I've worked out a system where we get, I get some of the businesses to become local heroes along with their sponsors because I start at a local level. And right now, especially right now, um, with everyone so concerned of helping community, the community, people are losing jobs, they don't have money for food. So we get a project and get known through the project as becoming a local hero, doing good for the community. And that doesn't mean that the sponsorship money you get goes to a charity. It means you use that money to help put this project in action and you work with this. And, and it can be a small project. It doesn't have to be a big event. It could be a very small project. And, but what you do is get your sponsorship, your sponsors involved with it so that you can get a lot of advertising that way, a lot of free advertising also. Because if you turn on the TV and watch any TV nowadays, you will see that 
there might be a group of people or a particular person doing something good for the community, collecting food, making masks, making dinners for the firemen, first responders, but they all try to do it alone. They don't have anyone backing them to help them. And that's where sponsorships come in because if you have companies that will sponsor you and work with you, you can accomplish so much more and get recognized a lot more. Can you maybe share some of the examples, some of your the work that you've done with your clients um, that have gotten sponsorships? Okay, um, this is a good one because it happens so quickly. I have a lady in North Carolina and she decided she was going to get involved with helping, with giving, making up, having the community help her make up some gift bags for the medical workers that work with COVID patients. So she had sponsors that promoted her idea. They did some collecting and decided that they would um, collect items for these gift bags. So they came up with, you know, herbal teas, chocolates, different things that would be like in a nice little gift bag showing appreciation. And within, I think it was three weeks, two and a half or three weeks, she got $4,500 worth of sponsorship money from some local companies, not to mention donations of free printing. And she was the one that got the um, 175 free t-shirts and so on. And it was very quickly, within three weeks time, she was able to take what we had, what she had learned and implement it she was sponsorship ready. She got out there and like I said, within three weeks time, she, she received um, $3,500, no, $4,500, $4,500 within three weeks time. What was her business? What is her business? Her, her business, she, she has a full-time job. She works with hospice, but she also has a business where she helps doctors, she coaches doctors and caregivers, how to talk to people and work with people in their last days or weeks of life. And she lives in, in North Carolina. And um, her name is Tina Kitchens. If you want to look up her Kitchens, if you want to look up her Facebook, you could find more about her and what she is doing. Huh, okay. And um, so she got publicity for her um, consulting business? Yes, because it's throughout the, the, the project, she's becoming known for not just for her, but for what she does as a business. Okay. And presumably she's a relatively small business? She's a solopreneur. She does it all herself. Yes. Okay. And like I said, she has a full-time job. Um, so this is just something she has been doing, you know, beside her full-time job. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter how small you are. You don't even have to be full-time working for your solo business. Uh, even if it's just part-time, you can still find people to sponsor you. And what a great idea to do something for the community as a way to give back, but also to get known. Right. 
and and the really really number one thing i think that is so valuable is if you start locally many of these companies have corporate offices so if you do a project with a company that is local but they have a corporate office you have a real um clear transition smooth transition to be able to reach up to the corporate level and now you have information for them about the project you did so they know who you are it's not just like reaching out to them and they have no clue who you are they now you know have an idea you have an introduction to them and you can start building relationships so a few months down the line you can reach out for corporate sponsorship so you go to your local um branch or whatever mm -hmm. find out who to talk to who might be a corporate in some other state or whatever um and then you proceed from there so can you maybe go over your process of how do you actually get started um get started with with the local sponsorships you mean mm -hmm. yeah so okay most people what they do i'm going to go over some things that you never want to do um and some things you do want to do so the number one mistake people make when or there's two i guess i should say one thing is when they're reaching out to sponsors they're asking for help you know they want help and they have to remember it's not about them it's all about the sponsors and what you can do for the sponsors because they don't really care about you and your business or your nonprofit. they care about what how they can build their own business so that's that's what you do you don't want to ask for help and you want to make sure that you make it about the sponsors not about what a wonderful job you're doing and and how you know how much you have done for the community it's all about what how you can help them become known and people don't really know you know how to compose that letter how to deliver the letter so on and so forth so that's what i do i help them we 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 compose a letter that can be duplicated and used over and over again or 85 percent of it can be and it make it very simple for them to be able to reach out to some of the local corporations not just local corporations but even the smaller companies in town okay you mentioned there were two big mistakes that people make one being one isn't about themselves and not about the sponsor what what's the other one okay the other one is you don't want to ask for help okay do not ask for help and do not make it all about you okay so sort of I, they kind of blend it together they're sort of the same two mm -hmm. sides of a coin or something yeah they're similar but yet they are a little different okay so you get a project you identify some local companies that um you want to target for potential sponsorships you draft a letter then what and then you are ready well then you have to decide what different sponsorship levels you want to offer 
the sponsors, what you can do for them. Because most people think of sponsorship as a logo on a banner or a booth at an event, but there are dozens and dozens of other things you can do to show them how you can get advertising for them, how you can get uh, recognition for them, how you can, you know, get them known, help them become known. So, you know, some of these companies spend tens of thousands of dollars on advertising, like a radio ad is not, is very expensive. A TV ad is super expensive. Putting an ad in a local magazine is expensive. So there are ways you can get them, get notoriety for them and get the word out about them for a lot less than they spend on their, you know, advertising budget. What are some of the types of um, uh, things that people do for their sponsors that are most appreciated by the sponsors? Um, a lot of it is is knowing how how and what to say and what to do. On, a lot of it's on social media. And then there's surveys and there's contests and there's a lot of free advertising if you're doing something good for the community you can get you know press releases and so on okay so um you mentioned the surveys and the contests are those mm -hmm. things that help the sponsor or are they part of what you're doing for the community it all works together it helps them through um recognition by getting more exposure, more people coming to their place of business. There's a lot, and and then it helps the community too. So it works. It works both ways. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm not quite seeing. How do you fit a survey in with what you're doing for a sponsor? Well, I'd love to answer that, Judy, but it would take me forever. <laughs> So there are a lot of different ways to do it, to involve the community, to even involve children, to do contests and surveys. But, you know, that's just one little area of one, one idea out of dozens of different ideas of things that you can do. Okay. Why, I guess, <clears throat> why would a business... A, a company want to support a small business. I can sort of see it more in the in the what you've got lined up with helping a community. But mm -hmm. if you're not doing something for a community, would corporate sponsors still be interested in say sponsoring my business? So are you talking about local corporates or the big corporate sponsors? Uh, either one. Okay, well, it's all about getting recognition for them, getting visibility for them so they can get more return on their, you know, on their investment. So the doing something for communities is just one way or, or a way to get people involved, get noticed by the community, to become the heroes, to become the leaders in the community, because right now that's what we need. And if your brand is not... Um, doing some social good nowadays, you're missing out on a huge audience. So it's all about building your customer base through 
the community to start with. Instead of paying for advertising in a traditional way, it's a whole other way to get to get your name out there, to get your sponsor's name out there while doing something good. Okay. Am I making sense? I think so. I mean, it sounds like the, the best way is to approach sponsors with something that you want to do for the community. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what I help people figure out what they want to do, organ, how to organize it in simple terms so it's not a big, huge project or a big, huge event. There are a lot of, you know, there's dozens of different things you can do to um, work with the community that aren't real time consuming, that um, benefit others and, and get the community involved with benefiting others also. Okay, so let's talk about some of those um, events or activities that don't take a lot of time because business people don't have a lot of time and yet they do want to do good. So maybe share some examples of, uh, of what we could be thinking about in terms of doing okay. good for our community. Well, the one um, that I, I'm, I'm going to talk about, Tina, again, because she was one of my recent clients that that um, I just got through working with and she had um, she set up collections for items for the medical workers and then she's picked a date so that she is going to be at two hospitals one day or two different days and as they change shifts she has the bags for them the gift bags for them so that she is advertising her sponsors through the gift bags and the community has donated items for the gift bags and she is also advertising herself so she's getting a lot of publicity radio so on and so forth tracking her, what she's doing okay. another, another thing now this is this is this is something that a friend of mine did a few years back and she involved the community, but not really with something that um, benefited the community per se, but it's a pretty interesting way of going about, it, about things. And it shows you how she started locally and, and how it went big. She had a charter fishing boat in New Orleans and she wanted to get sponsors. So what she did was she decided she was going to go around to some of the local places, bait and tackle shops, sporting goods shops. And someone said, well, we've got these fishing lures and would you try them out on your boat and report back to us? So she tried them out and wrote an article about the fishing lures. It went on some of the um, local websites and into the newsletters and so on. Then from there, she got a call and it was somebody, a company that said, will you try out our, our equipment? They gave her a bunch of rods and reels and other things, thousands of dollars worth of equipment for her to take and try out on her boat. From there, she wrote some articles that went into boating magazines, sailing magazines, and so on. And a couple months later, she got a call from England and it was a very well-known um, 
company, a car company, sports car company. And they said, we read about you in some magazines. We want to, can we be your sponsors? We want to send down some of our CEOs and best customers. Will you take them out on your boat for a fishing tournament? And it just went on from there. Um, She got a huge sunglass company that um, gave her quite a bit of money and, and some, you know, just a suntan lotion company and so on. And they gave, you know, gave her a lot of free gifts for people that on her boat and so on. So that's how, that's how it can snowball. And she said to me, and then I got a couple little ones for like $10,000 each. So, so that she did a lot of that on her own. I can't really claim that I, I did, you know, everything for her, but, but that is just such a neat story how she started with fishing lures and became known internationally. Well, and, and she started before that by reaching out to mm-hmm. the types of companies that uh, she uses their supplies already. Right, but it, you don't even have to do that nowadays. There, there's other ways that companies, even if like, let's say you're an, a yoga instructor, let's say you're an author, you can still reach out to companies that don't have anything. You don't have to go to yoga mat companies. You don't have to go to yoga clothes companies or health food stores. That is always a good idea, but there are plenty of companies locally that want to be in front, want to get in front of a new audience. They want to get exposed to a new audience. So let's say it's a car dealership. They want to get to know um, some of these yoga yoga people because yoga people buy cars, right? So you don't even have to um, get people that are in your same field. There's just such a high expense, especially when you're doing something good for the community and you can bring everyone together. Right. Yeah, I can definitely see that for mm-hmm. the community and you know, for your uh, fishing tackle person. Um, he wasn't necessarily doing something for the community and so mm-hmm. out with with suppliers of the materials, the products that she uses, so that makes good sense. And I saw there was a chat. Yes, there's a question from Cheryl. How hard is it now to do community involvement when people are sheltering in place and social distancing? I actually think that it might be easier now because there's so much need in the community. Exactly. You, Judy, you, you got that right. There is so much need in the community and um, you do not have to, that's a misconception that you have to have an event, you know, a large gathering to, to get sponsors. A lot of it can be done through social media now. And actually it's really picked up since COVID because so many people are aware of of the the loss of jobs and the lack of you know people have having being able to go out and buy food and so on so more people want to get involved and help but they just don't know where to begin sometimes and they want to find out okay what can we do how can we help and you're giving them an opportunity to 
fulfill that need. Right, and uh, collections is something that people can do even when they're sheltering in place. If you're collecting uh, food items for a food bank or um, supplies for uh, firemen, um, you know, PPE stuff or uh, whatever it is, mm -hmm. uh, those are the types of things that uh, you can get people donating. You can get uh, companies maybe paying you to to do the collections um, and you can get members of the community to uh, to donate as well. And then it's a question of the logistics of collecting the information or the collecting all of the, the products and bringing them to uh, whoever you're donating them to. Right, and there's different ways to do that to get more publicity for your, your sponsors and so on too. So that's, you know, a whole another way of getting um, visibility for them and so on so that's a whole nother so, segment let's touch on that a bit because uh, that is so important for the sponsors mm -hmm. what should someone be doing in order to get the, the best publicity for their activity okay can you repeat that please what what are you talking about what the sponsors can be doing no what what the individual can do to get publicity to support the, the sponsors and get them the visibility um, if they're doing some activity for the community. So what are some activities they can do or I'm not quite sure what you what what can they do to get publicity? Okay. Well first of all we're getting people in front of larger audiences and there's all kinds of things you can do on uh, social media. There's all kinds of things you can do um, with, with your traditional media. There's different interest groups. So if you're working with a particular, like let's say a food bank, usually they have a lot of, um, they have a website and so on. So cross marketing is involved. And it's just a plan that I can, you know, that we put together. There's lots of bits and pieces. There's dozens of bits and pieces. So what I try to do is show people how we pull that all together so we can have one big system. So we have a lot of tools, but we have to know how to implement them. But social media takes a big part involving um, communities and different businesses in the community take a different part and everybody benefits. So it's kind of like a win, 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 win. You know, you benefit, uh, your sponsors benefit, the community benefits because they are getting a chance to help. And then whoever, if, if you pick a charity to, you know, work with, they benefit. So it's like a four-way win for everybody. That sounds great. You just have to know what, to do what those elements of the system are. Yeah, and it's not it's not as difficult as people make it. It's just in a lot of ways people it's an it's a new concept for people and they um, sometimes don't know how to fill in all the all the pieces to make it run smoothly. Like this idea sounds good and that idea sounds good, but how do we put it all together to make 
to be able to get out there and start getting sponsors within just a few weeks time. Okay, we have another question about, um, you can go back to when you were talking about involving the community. Uh -huh. What does that look like? Who, who in the community? Okay, so it could be anybody in the community. It could be your next door neighbors. It could be the local ice cream shop. It can be um, people that are in, in certain groups, but just friends, neighbors, community members, once they hear a way that they can help, um, they can, you know, give, give their perishable, give, drop off perishable food items at the local car dealer. The local car dealer is now getting a lot of traffic. So, you know, we, we can advertise it for them in many ways that would, would, normally costs money for advertising, but because you're doing something good for the community, the word gets out. And a lot of times you can get free media for that. Uh-oh. All right, I think you're on mute. You need to have a pretty good media list so that you can reach out to the media to let them know Right, the right person at the right media to let them know about the activity that you're engaging in. Well, that's true, but we keep it really simple in a simplified manner so that, um, you know, there there's ways to do it where you can do it a lot. I guess what I'm trying to say is you there there are simple ways of doing it opposed to old-fashioned ways where you have to, you know, reach out. Um, phone calls are always good, but, you know, there's there's a blanket way of doing it, I guess I can say. Okay. Does that yeah. mean? Yeah. Reaching out to a, a lot of different um, outlets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And I understand that uh, they do not like emails, most media outlets. They like faxes because they get inundated with, with emails. Yeah, I don't reckon, I mean, emails are okay for following up, but I don't think they're the best way to, to make, to approach someone, or initially approach them. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, so, you, so that's you, also part of the program. How are we going to deliver these and, and um, so on and so forth. Right, and so you start out with, when you're approaching a, um, a corporate sponsor, you start out with a letter, correct? Yes, I, I help people write a letter that is customized for each business, but about 85% of it will always stay the same. <clears throat> and all they have to do is duplicate it. It's very duplicatable. And we, we discuss, you know, who and what and when and where and how to, to do all of the delivery of it, um, and then decide what we want to do working with the community and, and these sponsors. And there again, like I said, I've got, there's like dozens of different things you can do. Um, and then the different levels of sponsorship. So what you will offer to do for them for different price points. Who is it that you actually reach out to? Is there a particular title or department that you recommend people try to um, to contact? 
Well, it depends if you're working locally, if it's a family-owned business, if there's a general manager, if they have a media department. So it's not always set in stone. Um, it, it just depends on the type of business, who to reach out to. And then corporate level is also different. They have different departments. So you have to, um, you know, like I said, we have a, usually have a, a way to reach out to the corporate, the, the national level, because we're already working with some of the local corporate offices. So it just kind of depends on, like I said, if it's a family owned business, if there's a general manager, if there's a media department and so on. Okay, so if they don't have a media department, would it be probably marketing? That yeah, and, and companies, they have their own terminology for it. So one might be director of marketing, one might be outreach, one might be social uh, responsibility. It just depends. It's not all, they don't all call them the same thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So approaching a sponsor, you need to know what you're going to be doing for them. How do you decide what the different levels are that you want to offer? Uh, well, I work with my clients. I have a lot of different ideas and different price points. And I work with my clients to see what they're comfortable doing. It might be um, somebody that lives in a, a large city is going to have different price points than somebody that lives in a more rural area or, um, you know, I live in Florida. The county I live in uh, is more of a low, I guess, I live in a beach community. It's more of a low income community. So my price points would not be the same as somebody that lived in San Diego, California, or Austin, Texas. So you have to kind of know your, you know, we discuss that and decide what my clients feel comfortable with. And you can always start low, lower and work your way up than to drop your prices later. And roughly how many levels do you think somebody ought to have? Um, well, there's different ways to do it. I say standard, maybe three to four, but then a lot of times there are special levels that you can get something um, that is just beside the different, the different sponsorship levels. It might be a program that lasts only for a month, something that you're working with a restaurant or something that might work for a month or it, you know, so, basically three to four, but then there are some specialized sponsorship levels also. What would a specialized um, sponsorship level look like? Um, well, I have somebody in Canada that is working with a restaurant and they have, her sponsors are going to, there's a special, the restaurant is making a special dish named after the sponsored and for a particular price they will be on the menu for maybe a month or three months or whatever and whenever somebody comes in and orders that particular dish then 
they can they will give a, a, a certain amount of that money to the local food bank. Oh, there's all kinds of pardon. That is a very interesting concept. Yeah, there's all kinds of different ways of doing things that are a little bit, you know, not not quite so traditional, but it's it, it's fun, you know, once you can kind of get it all together and get a formula and you know all the tools you need in a formula, and then it, it's it's simple. But with most people, it's a new concept, and they're trying to think of everything and they don't have a pattern to follow of what to do right so what would a sponsor actually pay a restaurant to have a menu item named after them where a percentage would go to a food bank so they're not paying the restaurant they're paying the client of who is putting this all together so let's say my my friend tina in north carolina she she would be they would be paying her to to plan all this and put it together so she can use that money to build the business and the project well the restaurant doesn't get the money well maybe the restaurant's the one seeking the the sponsorship and they're saying to a sponsor i'd be willing to create oh, yeah. a menu item in your name and donate a portion to a food bank um, you know, exactly. use some publicity for that. What would that be worth to a sponsor? I don't know. It could be worth five hundred. It could be worth five thousand. We 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 would have to again that that has to do with how long it's going to be. You know, how long they're advertising for them, where they live, and so on. So it, it the type of sponsor you have to know what the types of sponsors that are best, and so on. So, you know, that all, I show people how to figure out what types of sponsors to reach out to. Okay, well, um, talk a little bit about how people work with you. Okay. Somebody wanted to come and work with you to get um, ideas on community activities or whatever, and how to get sponsors and writing the letters. What would all that involve working with you? So I have different levels of sponsorship. I mean, not of sponsorship. I've been saying that word so much. I have I have different levels of what how to work with people. Um, my introductory level is where I think everyone should start. And that's a one on one program. However, it's not going to be a one on one program for long because I'm going to be doing group workshops within a few months. So I'm very limited. It's very limiting now on my on that particular entry level program. But with that program or the system that I think people should start, I compose a letter that a big portion of it, 85 to 90% is going to be the boilerplate. They can use it over and over again. I show them how to customize it so that they can reach out to several different sponsors, you know, in a very quick and easy manner, but it is very specific to their business. And then I do five follow-up phone calls with them. And what we do is take um, 
you know, their questions and, and I work with them and show them how to deliver what to, you know, what to write, what to say, uh, follow, I give them templates for follow-up letters and phone calls, types of different companies that they should be reaching out to. And then the other main thing, and there's a bunch of other little things I, I put in to it also, but the other big thing is deciding what they want to do on the different sponsorship levels and the price points and, you know, what they feel they're comfortable doing, what they can offer to sponsors, because it's a symbiotic relationship. You're reaching out to companies to partner with them and you want to make sure that you continue it's not a one-time thing. You want to make sure that they're going to be your sponsor year after year after year, as long as you have your business and partner with you so that you can both benefit. And that the price point for that, for that program where you get the five follow-up calls is $497. And I will be turning that particular individual program into a workshop within the next few months. I'm working on it now. Oh, very good. And I do take payments if people need to do that. Mm -hmm. And if anyone wants any more information, I'd be glad to set up a time to talk and answer their questions. Uh, all you would have to do is reach out to me at info at findcorporatesponsors.com. And we can have a 15 or 20 minute chat. And I also have a free gift. It's a hundred different corporations and their contact information. Excellent. So those are corporations that are um, open to providing sponsorships. Most all corporations are now because they know the importance of social responsibility and they want to get involved with different things. So like if you take, for instance, and I'm just making this up, I'm, I'm not saying this is what Toyota does, but I'm just going to use them as an example. If you go to their website, you will see that they might be helping to build a playground in South Bend, Arizona, or helping kids with diabetes. And many of these large companies have several different um, social interests. So they don't just do one thing. They can be working a, with a group that helps to build, you know, like I said, build playgrounds or clean water, you know, so on and so forth. So that's how we get going. We get a, an interest that is doing something good, combine it with our business and combine it with sponsors. Excellent. Great. So if there is maybe um, one tip or one or two tips that you want to um, emphasize that you want to share with the Skillbytes audience, uh, what would those be? Again, I'm going to repeat and I'll add to it, but if you are reaching out, do not, do not make it about you. Do not ask for help. And so you, you want to make sure the sponsor knows what you can do for them. It's all about them. And it's, it's showing them how you can get them known and limit the amount of how wonderful and how great you are because it's more about how great they are. Excellent. 
Very good. Well, Arlene, thank you so much for joining us today. It's uh, opened my eyes to a whole new opportunity and the idea of doing good for the community and getting sponsors to help you do that is terrific because you can't necessarily do it yourself. Uh, and that, as you said, is a win-win in that you get publicity, they get publicity, and you get to um, benefit the community as well. Right. So it's just taking a lot of things that make sense, basic knowledge, and putting it together into a plan that's easy and simple to formulate, easy to follow, instead of just trying to grasp at different straws of how, how to put it all together. Right. And I greatly appreciate your offers here to uh, help people answer their questions. Um, they can contact you. Again, it's info at findcorporatesponsors.com. Yes. And your gift of a hundred different corporations and their contact information. So do they email you to that same email address to get that, um, that list? Yes, and they could just put gift in the subject line. And that the corporate, corporate list is very valuable when you're ready to reach out to some of the higher companies and corporate, you know, the, the national companies. So you wouldn't want to like to start reaching out to them first before you build your base locally. That's important. Got to know how to get their attention and interest um, about, you know, interest in you built before you're going to be able to have a good relationship with the national level. Okay, very good. Thank well, you. thank you so much again for being our guest on the Skillbite show and um, look forward to continuing the relationship with you and hopefully you'll get some people following up with you on these wonderful gifts. Thank you. Yes. And like I said, I'm happy to answer any questions for anybody. Excellent. You have a good day and I appreciate your time and effort to have me on. You are most welcome. Thanks. Bye-bye.